0: a seat to the bar and join us for another episode of McAnally's podcast a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of jim butcher's the dresden files series hosts Tans and jess and maggie bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense immersive and colorful environment inhabited by harry dresden the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard Join an active and engaged community of new and diehard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. <laughs> Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 9.4, A Game of Tactics, where we are covering the novel Summer Night. My name is Tanzan and I'm joined by Maggie.
1: Hello, hello. And Jess. Hotel. Real quick update. One of our guests, Matt, he has a Kickstarter going for a board game for Space Mole Games. Their game is called Gadget Grid, and you can find their Kickstarter under the name Gadget Grid. Or if you look up their social media on Facebook or Instagram as Space Mole Games, you'll find the link to their Kickstarter there as well. Uh, they've got three weeks Uh, to fund this uh, board game, and we really want to play it. So if you like board games and you like monsters and you like intergalactic disputes, (laughs) check out the board game. It's a card game, it's a board game, it's a dice game, and it's a fight your friends to the death in the middle of space game.
0: Chapter 5. After being magically searched by Morgan, Dresden enters the theater and the White Council's meeting begins. Merlin begins with suggesting to immediately vote upon Wizard Schneider to be instated as the next senior council member. The matter of a discussion is forced, resulting in Ebenezer being voted in instead. The meeting moves on to discuss the details of the current war with the Red Court. It is revealed the Red Court has offered peace in exchange for Dresden.
1: He just figured out what this meeting is all about and what's weighing on him so he's like gosh shit they're gonna need someone to fill a Simon spot and martha figures that merlin will want one of the germans and ebenezer has opinions about that apparently the merlin doesn't like how many americans are on the council <laughs> yeah <laughs> listen so it has another good line here <laughs> I am the only American on the council. <laughs> Typical. The only real. <laughs> Not like you have johnny come lately. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I suppose, again, we've got Listens to wind. We've got Martha. I don't know. I mean, Simon, they, they referred him as the Russian. So, presumably, that's where he was living and stuff, too. I don't think he was a Russian in America. So... I don't know how many more there are. Two is too many on a seven-person council, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Already over it. Because <laughs> I'm like, we haven't in the second, but very shortly we're going to meet the other ones, and... The Merlin is not American, and I'm pretty sure Ancient is not an American, and LaPortier doesn't really sound like it either, so... Right. <laughs> and if Simon was a Russian, then apparently these two are,
0: I don't know, Is but. there anybody else that we're missing? Like, how many other...
1: No, that's... The Gatekeeper. Oh, the Gatekeeper, sorry, yes, yeah. Okay, because we could don't be hear American. about the Gatekeeper. I, I guess, I guess one. he could, he be, could American. be, but, yeah... yeah. It seems unlikely, given his... Yeah, there's already two women on the council, so... <laughs> oh, I'll pray. Well, damn. One's <laughs> an American woman, so right there, that's like... Yeah, double whammy. Ugh. Double whammy, so... <laughs> Ebenezer thinks this is bullshit. He's like, well... I uh, should get to take Simon's place since I'm the most senior, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, you don't even like the council, why would you want to be on it? And he's like, oh, you know, politics. I don't have a choice now. Yeah, she's like it's not gonna be happy if you press a claim now and he's like, Oh, I can't tell you how that breaks my heart <laughs> You know, so obviously Ebenezer I didn't mean in case you didn't get it from Harry's earlier comments about calling them all a bunch of lollyganging skunk wallows and that that Ebenezer obviously has some more respect or acceptance or something than Harry, you know, maybe it's just resignation being around longer, but obviously he doesn't have a whole lot of respect for the authority of the council and the Merlin and all of that, right? Or maybe just the Merlin, you know, maybe he respects the council and sort of the general idea of what its purpose is, but yeah, obviously doesn't see eye to eye With that, again, that was another comment um, that he he made just at the end of the last chapter before this. You know, she's like, You know what the Merlin will say? He's like, Yeah, I know what he'll say. I don't even have to hear him say it anymore. And as usual, he's half right, half wrong, and all gutless, you know? So, (laughs) pretty much sums up (laughs) what. I could see Dresden
0: coming by his opinion of the council quite like uh, well, without even having experienced it himself, yes. just, from, well, just from Ebenezer. I was going to say. As established,
1: Justin never even told Harry that there was a council. Harry didn't know there was a magical community. As far as he was concerned, it was just Justin and Harry. And, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so. so he didn't even know. His first, you know, knowledge of the council was them trying to execute him and then yes. him living with Ebenezer. Right. So, yeah, I, it's fully informed by... <laughs> Experience, Experience and, and um, the opinions of those indoctrination. Him. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, Harry is still you know he's his own man, and he's like, I'll go in alone and do my own, stand on my own two feet, and take whatever they throw at me, and blah blah blah. Yeah, and you know, that means he's, he's is a little like, bit like. You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> sure you will, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think so the other two depart to go in um, and they have a moment. And this is where, uh, and again, you get, y- y- you reel it back a little bit to where he's kind of trying to, you know, like get things on an even keel and, you know, and he's like, you know, make it all better. He's like, so how's your Latin? <laughs> you know, and he's like, mm, not too bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's kind of seeing if he's prepared for the meeting in some ways.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, you gotta hang on to your your temper. You know, you've got a reputation for a hothead for some reason. Yeah. He's like, I do not. And he's like, you're always stubborn and contrary. And I am not. <laughs> yeah, you just get I that playful that. bickering. Yeah. With, like, you're so contrary. No, I'm not. You disagree with everything. No, I don't. <laughs> well,
0: Tristan does something interesting. He suggests that, that Ebenezer shouldn't enter with him. Like, mm-hmm. he makes that decision mm-hmm. that it would be yep. bad for Ebenezer to be seen with him and makes him go in first, which... Mm-hmm. Ebenezer doesn't argue with doesn't seem like he's necessarily all that comfortable with it either but decides to go in by himself
1: and let Harry be his own man you know it's yeah. maybe a good a good image for Harry to you know not be cowering behind Ebenezer so to speak you know when they go in you know
0: right that let too. him mm-hmm. let him
1: be his own person in this moment but obviously it then also gives Morgan the opening he needs
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah good old Morgan guarding the theater yeah. with another warden.
1: Morgan and some unnamed warden. Sam the Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's yeah trying to be all noble about it, and Ebenezer's kind of like whatever. But okay, yeah, he's a nice. Uh, finally, oh, I've been waiting for this Dresden. Finally, you're going to get, you're going to face justice. And he's like, oh, so he had a nice big bowl of fanaticos this morning. Mm, as <laughs> friendly as always, as always. And he's like, you know, I got off those charges. Ah, uh, thanks to you, actually. And Morgan's just like fuck you. I just, I just. I, I reported the facts. I didn't know anyone was going to actually fucking read it. Yeah. Right, <laughs> bitch.
0: Didn't know anyone was going
1: to like believe it and think that made you come out good.
0: The, the other warden scans Dresden with a, a crystal and finds him clear. But Morgan insists these ward hounds need to inspect uh-huh. him. And they're, they're this kind of living stone statue. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like i loved this little description here i was like that is so cool.
1: cool well it's nice that it it picks something that you know we all have seen at some point or can easily reference right so you know like with other things i mean like say even with mr or whatever you know he can describe the cat And you can, you know, envision your own thing, but unless you've ever specifically seen like a huge forty-pound tomcat or lynx, you're not, you know what I mean. Everybody's gonna have a slightly different idea of what Mister looks like to them or whatever, right? Whereas like these, you're like, it's a very specific type of, of. Art? Sculpture? Style? I don't know what word I'm looking for here, but yeah. Statuary? Statuary, you know, but yeah, these, these Chinese dog, temple dog things, and you're like, oh, those. <laughs> like, yeah, I wouldn't want one of those just walking up to me and on that they're And
0: that they're still stone, but that walking. That they're still and stone,
1: but you can see, like, the cool. muscle rippling. In this. Yeah, it's craziness.
0: Yeah, so one of the dogs growls at Dresden's wounds, given by Mab, And Morgan insists that he removes the dressing, and fortunately that does uh, satiate the dog. The dog is just like, oh, yeah, whatever, okay.
1: Yeah, well, Harry's nervous, because that's what he says. He's like, like they're alive, but they're not a living, thinking, sentient being. They're just- Robotic kind of, they've been given a set of commands to respond to. So he's and they've like, made
0: mistakes before. And they have <laughs>
1: made. Easy. He's like, it's not often, but there have been accidents, right? right. So he's like, I don't want to get fucking eaten by a dog because Mab, like sneezed on me or something. You that's know, that's funny like, though because like the only way for there to be accidents is for the council to have met at fault and they wouldn't have done that. So I was <laughs> that there was an accident, and it's not like the council would have done a full fledged okay, investigation. Okay, but you know what? There's still people like Ebenezer. Who's like? Even if it's not officially recognized, they'd still yeah, so. still though. Yeah, he'd spill Yeah, he would yeah, totally <laughs>
0: be like, be Those liable. stupid shits did this this last yeah, time. Yeah. Now they <laughs> won't even say they did anything wrong. Right? Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Ebony is like, well, actually, this is actually true later on in the books. But Ebony's like the first conspiracy theorist about them. He's like, uh, <laughs> can't trust a man. Mm-hmm. So not only are these just intimidating and all, because he I think he says they're what, no, uh belt high to him or something, waist high. So again, given he's six foot nine, like, these aren't, you know, it's That's a pretty Yorkies. decent size, yeah. These are, yeah. Yeah, they're bigger than most standard large breed dogs. And if they're made of stone, they got some weight. They're, yeah. So, uh, yeah, rightfully nervous. So anyways, thankfully it's just because the other warden is all like, oh, wizard blood is, you know, just kind of potent on its own, and Thankfully, he might just be angry or scared or scared or, you know, possibly a lot of both. Yeah. And when Harry tries to dispute it, when he's like, there's no reason for that, then Morgan's just automatically like, "Okay, well, you can't come in then. Harry's like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, oh, you know, I take the death. I'm going to let you in. (laughs) So, yeah, Harry's like,
0: fortunately, Justin is allowed in. And he enters the theater and it's packed with this multitude of wizards from every continent and every variety. And he does notice that,
1: well, he looks like the worst of the whole bunch. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, even though there's definitely some other, you know, obvious like apprentices in that. Uh, yeah, he's still... And especially even worse that, you know, he's not even just someone's, like, lackey apprentice that is, like, brand new and really young and maybe doesn't know what's going on. It's like, yeah, you're actually, like, an official adult member of this now. <laughs> so he's like, great right. So I have a random,
0: random, random, random question because we're talking about all this membership of the White Council. Now, here's a what if. What if a wizard from the White Council is turned into a vampire... And so he maintains his, so he becomes basically a vampire wizard. Bad, 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 bad things. And does So he can't remain on the White Council?
1: They'd kick him out so fast. Oh, yeah, no, I don't think, yeah, he definitely wouldn't get to go. I don't think he'd want to, other than for, like, subversive reasons. Yeah, no. He wouldn't want to like, be, but. And, like, like you've seen, like, we saw Maver, we saw Bianca. Like, they are huge magic users, and they're not on the White Council. Yeah. They're just not invited. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, prerequisite no. is humanity. Human. Is
1: you gotta be human. Yes, okay. yeah. <laughs> you have to be immortal. Yeah. They are team human, just with extra powers. They're human plus. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes, but, um, I mean, it does it does mention they have some other dignitaries and and allies or something. He says, um, the variety of humanity, blah, blah, blah. A roped off section at the far right of the hall held the envoy's... Are the envoys of various organizations of allies and supernatural interests, most of whom I only had. So, that sort of implies to me that they're not everybody in that little thing is strictly human, right? So, some of their, you know, whatever, supernatural... A handful of alliances. handful you know, of, you know maybe there's some gnomes in the corner or something yeah. like that. But, yeah, they're not part of the... What's the word? An em- emissary? Emissaries. No, that's not the word I wanted to use, though. Well, the human word that we use. Embassy. Ambassador. Ambassadors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of that, you know? Yeah. (laughs) No, I definitely don't think there'd be a lot, and I definitely think it would be bad, bad news, because I think that's part of what Harry says. Uh, Because Harry was just talking about that in the last book with them being all drugged up, that if they got him on their side, how much horrible and bad that would be, him having the inner knowledge of the council and stuff that he has and being a full Right, I guess because he could be
0: manipulated by... Wh- yeah, if, okay. if
1: he gets turned or enthralled or right. whatever. So um, he's compromised at that point, so... Mm-hmm. Majorly, so yeah. So no matter which way you slice it, it just it, it wouldn't be good for them and then, yeah, they definitely wouldn't want to let anybody remain on the council. So even
0: when they were on good terms, they're still opposite allies.
1: Plus, like, the whole rule of, like, you know, th- laws of magic, like... As a vampire, you'd instantly be breaking them. Well, yeah. Right. Good point. <laughs> so, and, yeah, yeah, okay. Although, it just says you can't kill them with magic. So I suppose if you're biting people, yeah, you like, okay. you're just outright murdering people. That's not technically against the law yeah, of you magic. You can walk down the street and shoot people with your gun all you want, Harry. It's every time you bring out your staff, there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I think, didn't we discuss this a little bit with that? Because we were like, if you're the drugged and stuff like that, when mm-hmm. we were like, would that be breaking the law of magic on calling other beings to So What the hell is it? He gets mad at him for dreams toot. He's not enslaving him or anything, you just like called him up, but if you're a vampire with your magic spit, you are definitely like enslaving people. Enthralling. So I was like, yeah, did that Did that cover under a magical or is that because it's like a natural byproduct of... <laughs> well, the nice thing is is that vampires aren't allowed on the court, so they don't have to decide in the council. <laughs> Yeah, on well, the council. They don't have to decide but where yeah. the line is. But yeah, he has another interesting uh, description of walking through with all those people and all those magical auras and it becomes a slightly somewhat tangent. You know, normally it's not the thing you really notice, and he's commented, like, you saw it a little bit when he shook hands with Lydia, and then, you know, the doorknob and stuff with Mab, that, you know, if, if there's contact, you can almost always definitely pick up some kind of um, magical presence or whatever, but here there's just so many wizards in one place that he's like, it's kind of like walking through cobwebs, like, brushing around all these auras and vibes of everybody. You know, it's like there's enough... Have uh, a strong presence here to actually and of course that it sort of killed all like the air conditioning and the lights I like that it's right. like not even the air conditioning mm-hmm. but it's like not even the lights it's like just the candles on the table is all the lights you've got in this theater <laughs> like wow what obvious so much for the fire code <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah right that's why they magically sealed the doors as well so also to keep you know prying ears and eyes out but also it's like we really don't need the fire marshal showing up right now <laughs> we'd be hooped
0: so Dresden joins Ebenezer, and then the Merlin promptly
1: moves to start the meeting. Yeah. And I find that hilarious, too, because he's like, I'll let you go in ahead of me, you know, and just in case, you know, I don't have to be associated and have you tainted in any way. And then he walks in, and the place is full, and McCoy's like, Hey, come sit over here. <laughs> and he's like, Okay, hey, well, I guess I will go instantly sit down next to you and be a part of your table. <laughs> Not even, like, I looked around and there wasn't, and, like, looks like he went and showed... Oh, yeah, Ebenezer's like, yeah, right here, just, just take this to her. It's like, Haas, told you you were dumb. <laughs> yeah.
0: The uh, the Merlin address is Dresden <sighs> in Latin. I
1: was say, Unfortunately for Harry, but very it's fortunately for Latin, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. okay.
0: Right, the Merlin doesn't hold back his opinion at all. How thoughtful of you to join us in discussions... Of the war you started. It's yeah. good to know that you have such respect for this council.
1: Frank. <laughs> Whoa.
0: Right. <laughs> not going to be biased
1: at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, not, not at all. Not the Merlin. No, no he no. is a man of balance, forgiveness, <laughs> kindness, understanding, fairness. Yeah. And, uh, and and very obviously, you know, taking in his appearance. So he's like, oh, so just in case anybody might not have noticed, now for sure everybody noticed. <laughs> So it's like cool yeah. digs, idiot. <laughs> yeah. No, digs is like housing duds. Cool threads, idiot.
0: There you go. <laughs> I love this like d- Dresden trying to speak. Oh Latin my god, moment. this is the best. And I thought about this when okay when this was written. Did um Butcher have access to like like I I as soon as I saw this before I even continued reading on to see that he had actually set out what the translation was. I totally went on to a translator and threw the direct yeah. Latin quote into a translator just to see what it yeah what, what, what it might, might have said and it's kind of close to what butcher
1: I mean yeah says it's <laughs> like it's, it's
0: a little bit off, but like I think yeah, Butcher's interpretation is much funnier, of course of course. Uh-huh. Well,
1: and all again, if you don't know the language, you don't know what the idioms and uh-huh. right, right. Like how much could it be? But are you wondering, like, if he had that? Like,
0: I can't remember. Like twenty years ago, do we have that kind of access to? Yeah, did Google Translate?
1: Translate was just worse back then, or did he have a literal guy that or he, did asked, he go to? Like, yeah, you email a professor. Like, th- how do I say? Yeah, this I'm thinking more along that yeah, line. Probably email the professor in order to get conversational Latin. That yeah, he must have had sort of some some resources to go and yeah, because I don't think he would have maybe he just speaks latin (laughs) well you know there are still a few out there and uh you know maybe being the nerdy kind of guy that butcher is maybe he does know some latin but yeah my my opinion has always been yeah yeah he would have got us some kind of professional sources to like translate
0: i think that's probably the most likely yeah yeah.
1: but yeah they were still about every year at this point so it would have had to been around like 2004 but this is taking forever and not loading. So,
0: which you know. strikes me is that I think that would have been they would have, maybe not Google Translates, maybe ba- no ba- Babel may have been out there at that point. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Like. I don't know either. But the the, the Google Translate changes the, one of them instead of um, where first you said I uh, I am sorry ex- I am sorry excuse Merlin a sad long day held me I need a different laundress is what writes and then Google Translate. I am the wretched Merlin Magus. The pain of a long day holds me back. You need me next steps. Is that? what, so that's just instead of laundress,
1: it says steps instead. There you go very, yeah, not too far so off. So I can see it like it's close It enough. was kind of, and it was 2004 apparently is when Google, I don't know about Google Translate, but Google's 2004, so,
0: yeah. So long story short, um, Dresden really sucks at Latin. Sucks, yeah. Sucks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. has no idea what he's doing. He's trying. He gets the yeah, gist, yeah, but right, poorly.
1: Just but, enough to not make it. Especially right. good too that like, it fully like, gets rid of like, all the ire and scorn from the council. They're just fully like, what? I'm fully confused. Yeah, like, they're not like mad, like he's not even <laughs> being insulting. They're just like, what?
0: Yeah. What? <laughs> so Dresden does agree to let Ebenezer <laughs> translate for him, thank God. I need me a different laundress. <laughs>
1: what? That's what the Merlin said. <laughs> to be fair, though, a sad long day did hold Harry. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <That's just>, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yes, and it just makes it funnier because we're all like, what's the point? And then he's like, well, actually, there's a lot of, you know, given all the walks of Life that, are, you know, I'm like a lot of people probably don't speak English, and this is why we use the Latin as the common language. And I probably do sound like a raving lunatic. (laughs)
0: And and, and he cuts corners on his education of it. He's like that damn (laughs) correspondent class. Again, it's not like I'm sure there's a lot of places get what you pay for, buddy.
1: yeah uh, well unfortunately he can't use a Rosetta stone so <laughs> yeah. uh, not not the modern version of it you have to find the original <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> uh, so, so the yeah. meeting does continue and the, the, the Merlin motions almost immediately to fill the senior council members open spot
1: yeah because yeah. he's like oh yeah buddy died oops so oh well okay let's get on with it hate when that happens mm.
0: and so. and Ebenezer while they, the the Merlin is still talking, informs Dresden that the Merlin will have three plans to take down Dresden. So we get a little foresight and how how methodical the Dresden, or the the Merlin. Merlin. (laughs) The Dresden. (laughs) Oops. Yes. We're we're not there yet. (laughs) It's coming. Coming. (laughs) Not yet,
1: but it's coming.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That'll be that new position how methodical the Merlin is. So you'd have a a plan, a backup plan, and an ace in the hole. Yeah. Um, I'll shoot down the first one, I'll help you with the second. The third is all yours, though.
1: Yeah, exactly. So talk about, you know, we were just saying with Mab and her contingencies upon contingencies upon contingencies, but the Merlin tries to plan as, you know, maybe not infinitely, but... Right, so, do his, do All his of these best. supernatural guys, they all know you need a couple extra plan B, C, D, you know? <laughs> well, they're they're yeah. so yeah. old, yeah.
0: they've been d- dinged just too many times, was, they're like, yeah. fuck that, I'm gonna yeah. have yeah, exactly. a plan upon plan. It's just something
1: you learn from being alive for so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna say, on the one hand, there's the whole just supernatural vibe of like, yeah, you never know, you know, maybe what else somebody can do, and and then the other hand of simply, yeah, experience, right? Like, we talk about all the, you know, one time you get hurt and every time you get, you know, it's like, sure, when you're young and freeing, you're like, woo, the world is wonderful and people are great. And then you just end up, like, old and bitter because you're like, everybody's out to screw you. So, yeah, yeah imagine 400 years of that. <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit of a fight about whether or not there should be a vote. Merlin's like, we don't have time, you got to push us forward. And the rest of the senior council is like, yes. no, 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 we shouldn't throw things away to... Well Martha, not even the rest of the senior council. Well, yeah. but Martha's there. like there's propriety. It has to be like done the right way for a reason. If we yeah. like rush to conclusions now, like where will it stop? And I like how like the rest of like the like the whole auditorium is just like, Yeah, we can't <laughs> yeah. rush this shit. Like they're yeah. just like the ooing and awing the whole time. Pretty as the senior m- yeah. council talks. Pretty much that's kind of the vibe going on, right? Is they're all like, We shouldn't do this, yeah, we have to do this. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but like, it's not like it, you've got like a like a stadium of like you know young people at a game. You've got like you know these are all like two hundred, three hundred, four hundred year old wizards. Well, are, like, yeah, yeah I mean, again, no, not yeah, all. Like, We're you've switch. got any range, but it's. Still but like, I was going to say you've got every range. It's between, not like the senior council yes. are like the only people who are old. Like yes, right, like yes. But you know the the Merlin does try to you know like um try to you know give reason for it and being like you know the the. Things moving so fast, like never has the red court, you know, sort of rushed things like this. Like, they're really just right. So, we don't have time to follow all the, you know, again, apparently it took us nine months just to have this (laughs) meeting. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we need to be a little bit speedier about things now. We don't have another nine months to debate on who should fill this spot so that we can start making plans.
0: Um, but- <laughs> then there's Ebenezer who's just like, uh-uh,
1: no. No, you just want to get your favorite in there. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. So this is <laughs> Don't where... Don't bullshit we- us. <laughs> right this is where you have at least martha and, and listen to the twins they're you know part of like china help out right and be like well maybe we should actually you know <laughs> and then yeah a little the the peanut gallery right there in ebenezer <laughs> just loud enough or you know, not loud enough to be like yelling <laughs> Start like some whispers exactly just enough to be heard and yeah and he can tell that he's yeah getting the goat. Like, the Merlin's already getting annoyed and knows where. To be fair, though, the Merlin gets annoyed very easily. Well, he does, but... like, in the face of all of these wizard big personalities and stuff, you think he'd be a little bit more used to it at this point, you know? (laughs) Well, which I think speaks to something that exactly, like, a lot of them probably are, but obviously it tells you that there's, like, some history or that Ebenezer has some clout or something for... I just saw Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. By the time anyone hears this episode, it will like probably be out of theaters, but it was so good. <laughs> And like, yeah, like, like um, Wong the whole time. He's all like, you know, you're supposed to bow to me because I'm like the Sorcerer Supreme. And like, Doctor Strange is like, yeah, fuck off. Because the whole reason Wong—this is another movie, so it's not a spoiler. The whole reason that I'm Doctor Strange isn't the Sorcerer Supreme is because he got snapped out for five years, so he didn't get to be Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. So then the other guy got to be it, and he's like, hi, hi, you're not in charge. <laughs> and Doctor Strange is like, yeah, but I would be. And he's like, but you weren't here. <laughs> so anyway, so he doesn't bow to him. He doesn't bow to him. He doesn't bow to him, right? And he's always just like and the other guys. Like, and then you know, as they meet other people, everyone always bows to him. He's like. <laughs> yeah see right but uh, Doctor Strange still refuses to bow to him and it's just very funny because it's like the Merlins like walk around like you know you guys are supposed to bow to me right <laughs> and was <laughs> like ah fuck you yeah. exactly Ebenezer's like mm, don't think so you're the Merlin but we're all wizards we don't care <laughs> yeah exactly but he basically just you know like again he makes his comment and the Merlin is just like nobody wants to hear from you ever neither like go back to your mountain and stay there it's like whoa <laughs> you know it's like dude but everybody else he's like oh yeah you're not welcome here and never have been it's like "Ooh, where's the backstory on that where's the side story some... on like Ebenezer's history
0: right. <laughs> well and it, and I might have misread this but it sounds it looked like Ebenezer called the Merlin Alfred is that his name yes no
1: Arthur his name is Arthur. Arthur yeah why did I read Alfred he called him he said he's like I Alfred laddie I know Oh, so maybe he was just picking on him. Or maybe he changed his name because it's maybe he changed Arthur Langtree yeah. is what we eventually. So either this is a Paula Rachel thing and it's like multiverse time travel or Butcher just changed his mind mm. or Ebenezer was just pushing his buttons.
0: One of these inconsistencies that might end up one being time travel.
1: Inconsistency. Maybe this is a Batman reference we're not understanding. Oh.
0: You know. <laughs> Some kind of strange Scottish
1: insult. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) you know those scots if they call you alfred you're in for it (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah i'm not sure yeah i sort of had glossed over that um that he says that then but yeah i know eventually it comes to be arthur so okay it makes me wonder though like we've actually never gotten a short story in the dresden files universe about ebenezer no uh where harry's not 20 years old or older like, we've never had anything from Harry's youth at all. No teenager, no childhood, older, no nothing. Yes. Hmm. And I'm like, wait a second, like, why not? We should have gotten, like, a childhood slash teenager short story already. Well, we got pieces of it in a book. He does some reminiscing. Little flashbacks here Little and there? Little flashback, yeah. Yeah, I don't... Uh, see, again, to me, I almost don't know if I would want that. Because I'm like, that's almost like... like right now we're following there's bread so cl- breadcrumbs. Cr- breadcrumbs. There's so much of the universe, but we've got nothing... For the first 20 years of his life. Well, yeah, because well, I mean, other than Pulling what he's supposed to give us. But <laughs> <laughs> I tend to think of it more as like, I'm gonna assume, you know, that that the adult Harry was, you know, what was envisioned and created and worked with, right? So while obviously whatever Butcher puts in there is canon and is, you know, he must have had some idea about what Harry's childhood was to make him the man he is today. Sometimes when you get to this point when it's like twenty now it just feels like well he'd just have to be crea- you know, like feels like it would be more manufactured for what, rather than like natural you know what I mean? It'd be like, oh everyone wants to hear his backstory now, I gotta make up a backstory. And it's like, no, because now it's just gonna be some bullshit you thought up based on everything now and not what you know, would have actually more like pandering to the masses and just coming up with something rather than what would be like holy pure you know? Mm.
0: So the Merlin begrudgingly agrees to consult the registry for elder wizards. Um,
1: That's a fucking process. Right? Goddamn, Butcher doesn't even list them all and he lists so many. I'm like, hey, who cares? <laughs> yeah. so we get, like, wiz- Montjoy. Peabody, we consult the registry. Montjoy, Gomez. Research trip in the Yucatan. Luciozi, Lukozi? Oh. And then on and on and on it goes until finally we get to McCoy and Schneider. hmm Oh, wait, you're not even going to go with the interesting ones? No. He got real married. (laughs) As opposed to... (laughs) Ditto, but he got real married. (laughs) And someone else is living under a polar ice cap. And someone else is pyramid sitting.
0: Whatever that means. Very interesting ways to say my dog ate my homework.
1: Well, No, I don't even think as a dog ate my homework. I legit think this is where these people learn what they're doing. <laughs> We're talking wizards. Somebody somewhere is is pyramid sitting for some mummies or so. I don't even know. That's we don't get an explanation of what that is. But I think that's what makes it even funnier is that they're not just excuses. Is that this is like <laughs> But anyways, yes. So, the German, that they suggested Christos is this supposed to be no that comes after. Sorry, Schneider. 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 He declines the offer in
0: favor of Ebenezer. Which yeah. I was I was surprised to read that. Like, what what? And
1: you're the favorite. Why wouldn't you take it? And I think it's simply protocol. All these stuffy wizards with their stuffy rules. So McCoy was called before because they're going in order of basically seniority senior. for the senior council. Don't know what other qualifications you have to have, if any. But McCoy is called first, and then you get, so McCoy stands up, obviously, I guess, indicating that he's willing to consider the position. They get to Snyder, who apparently is the next one, nobody else in between there. This is the so, thing. However many names were called in all of this, you've got this many like senior, senior, senior guys who aren't showing up to these meetings. Like, this is how much Wizards like, who the fuck cares about this <laughs> shit, right? Like, Well, I also interpret part of that as it was hard to get him a message under the polar ice cap so I mean, he doesn't fucking know we're having a meeting Dale. he might not even know there's a war. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. So, so you
0: think it's a, like a, a protocol and a technicality? I think
1: it's, yeah, I think it's more he was more than happy to take the position and be ushered in on the Merle and say so, but now that somebody else with a Legitimate claim okay. that he's just being like, oh, well, I can't now. Like, it would be a huge faux pas and an insult, and it's just not done, you know? Because. This is part of the problem Harry has with the council is that they adhere to things. He's like, doesn't fucking matter if it's been done. If that's stupid, let's right. Whereas most of the rest of them, so I always take it as yeah. I think more than that that he would have taken it in a second if it had just been given to him. Right. But now in front of in front of a whole open council like this, he doesn't want you know what everybody else will think. Like, well, That's just not done. Right. <laughs> you can't challenge somebody. <laughs> so ebenezer does accept the role yeah one down two to go right yeah. mm-hmm.
0: part of his plan is working out
1: such as it is except the part of his plan plans mean ebenezer now had to voluntarily join the council uh, yeah unfortunately <laughs> oh. <laughs> much to his dismay yeah He's fucking lucky i like you kid mm. so yes yeah, so with that that tells us that that was his first move was to try I mithernald's mean, first move in the right. plan was to try and get the council stacked In the Merlin's favor, and again... So it's now more balanced. Now it's more balanced. Now they can't just automatically block everything, so...
0: So the meeting does move on, and they start to address the current war with Red Court. The Merlin asks Morgan for a tactical assessment, and Morgan sets up this really cool spell with the crystal and the candle and enchants them to produce this globe of the earth.
1: Yeah, which (laughs) little holographic sort of...
0: Dresden, bah! I said in English. He <laughs> stole the idea from. Or he stole that from uh, Return, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <right. laughs> Not that impressed. <laughs> uh, I love that he has this other guy at the table. Just keeps giving like when he's trying to talk to Ebenezer before. And it's kind of funny too because, like, Ebenezer starts it by explaining the whole thing about he's going to have these three moves. And then as Harry tries to get more information, Ebenezer's like, shh, I'm trying to pay attention. It's like, yeah. Why you started to tell me about it. You're the one that. And then, yeah, so this other guy at the table keeps, like, glaring at them and shishing out them. He's like, oh, I stole that from Star Wars. And the other guy's just giving him looks again. He's like, who oh did <laughs> you know? like, again, you can just get that whole. Vibe, <laughs> you know Harry being like the sullen teenager in the room or something. Like,
0: so we get a little bit of logistics from this report, mm-hmm. uh, and the, the Merlin does point out the majority of the attacks are in Western Europe. Mm-hmm. We, we find out from uh, from them that the the Red Court's main power center is in South America, and they they kind of cover that that there's been uh, minimal loss of life, and with the exception of this re- most recent Archangel attack leaving many dead due to um, wizards, Wizard Petric, Petrovic's uh, death curse. Yeah, I yeah. figured he probably took a whole bunch out with him with that, right. yeah. And it would appear that the Red Court may have access to information or aspects of the arts of the art that they had not had before. So that it sort of brings in that, that idea that you had said before, that there's a
1: mole. There's a mole.
0: They're there's getting, yeah. something going on All that's All of a fishy. sudden, they seem
1: to have more information than they should or previously did, so... Exactly. They've just been hiding it this whole time, or did they suddenly have more, you know, um, access to everything? Mm-hmm. Um, and that the wizards also have um, the disadvantage in this, given their travel restrictions, right? Right. So all the vampires have to worry about is sunlight. So I mean. Technically, we assume they can travel by night as long as they're not exposed, or I mean by day as long as they're not, you know, exactly. Stick them in a coffin and shove them in the back of a truck. They're fine, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas airplanes, cars, things, these are all, you know, trains are all going to start having issues. With high tech, t- faster boats. High <laughs> tech, faster, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So unless they're basically coming over on a steamship, <laughs> you know, so this is the thing is that I mean also just the fact that let's see vampires can run like 10 times as fast as we can because of their supernatural strength you know so there's that but then yeah anything else that mortals could use to flee quickly is not readily available and especially if you start getting in into numbers you know like one guy might be able to hop on it you know but obviously if you've got a bunch of wardens or, you know, this whole compound of of Simons and that, like, you're definitely going to short shit out if you all try, you know, 20 wizards try and hop on a plane. Right, if you can't even have lights on in the convention center. If you can't even have, right, like, yeah, and I mean, granted, like, even though this isn't, uh, it's, it's kind of interesting, actually, too, that we didn't really sort of point that out in the beginning, but what Harry is saying, he's like, It's a smaller theater, and it's not, you know, like, packed for, like, a matinee, but he's, like, considering that these are all wizards that are all in one place, you know, so even that, you know, is kind of, like, a fair number of you know, how often they all get together enough to move Mm -hmm. together and do whatever and stuff like that, right? It's that it's still a fair. So yeah, they're, they're kind of screwed. They have a lot of...
0: The the point is, again, by the Merlin is that they have to, as a result of that travel, the travel problems is they have to secure the never-never to, to make sure that they have some kind of advantage in this war.
1: Yeah. And as Harry pointed out more so in the last book, when they popped in that exactly things um, are different on that side, that, You know, it might be a shorter distance between one point and the other, or the, you know, uh, hour like, the time manipulation being different and things like that. So, yeah, this is where the wizards are hoping to get, you know, that exactly, instead of having to walk all the way around the world, you know, they can walk ten blocks in the Never-Never and get Mm -hmm. the other side of the world, you Mm -hmm. know, which would suddenly be a huge thing for them, right? Yeah. So it gives us a little more insight into that whole thing and how the Never-Never works, too. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so the Merlin calls on ancient mind to speak next. Now, this this is the first time I think uh, that in reading these books that I think I've really noticed some of their age in the language.
1: And and Some of whose age in the language? Butchers.
0: Butchers. Because of his use of the word oriental. oriental a
1: lot, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Oh. And it's like, you can tell, I know like, it's, it's trying it's to not be It's not racist, to but it's thousands. not appropriate yeah. either. Yeah, it's right. like, you can tell he's trying to be sort of just, like, he's not throwing it out as a slur, but then again, it's like, oh yeah, well, that's not something we get to use in <laughs> you know, it's not taken as... But
0: I think that's probably the, one of the first times i ever, beyond uh, lack of cell phones.
1: Yeah, and just yeah, There's dating like, itself or okay. concepts and uh, issues Otherwise, I and think it's, it's it
0: really, for the most part, it, it stays very contemporary.
1: Yeah. Yes, it does, at least that way, but uh, yeah. But it's kind of interesting here, going over um, her description, and I don't know if you're going to go through any of that at all, particularly, or... Oh you can go ahead. Okay. Um, because, again, given her name, predominantly, um, you know, you always think of Ancient Mind. She has popped up a couple of times, but again, I always have... Or it will. Or it will. But, um... Um, You know, again, as they describe her, you know, she's tiny little thing, she's got long gray hair, and so I always tend to think of her as being the more, like, grandmotherly, aged, wrinkled, kind of ancient, right? But it's interesting because, again, on the reread here, um, and he's like, uh, she had delicate features only lightly touched by the passage of years. Hmm. So it's like, she actually still is a fairly... For being fairly, called ancient, she
0: looks pretty ancient
1: good. For being ancient, and exactly, right? She's got to be, you know, I mean, again, we know Ebenezer's a few hundred years old, so she's got to be at least a few hundred years old if she, you know, made it to the council, although we did say he's turned it down a few times. But nonetheless, right, that she's probably up there, and again, with a title like Ancient my okay fine so that refers more probably to her experience and longevity than (laughs) or is ancient just her first name or is ancient (laughs) just her first name and it's not mine but yeah or some kind of title right yeah well i mean it partly is that yes i think now but um but yeah exactly it was like oh yeah i sort of forget that she's actually not supposed to look like an old crone she's actually still fair you know relatively young looking so Ancient Mai reports that Summer Queen Tatiana
0: refuses to take sides and will remain neutral. And that Winter Queen Mab has not responded, but will basically like likely do what she pleases. And she gives a very vague response.
1: Not only did she not, res- not respond, but like the messenger hasn't returned.
0: <laughs> Don't kill a messenger. Oops.
1: Uh-huh. Although, quite conveniently, as this sentence is finishing, guess who returns? (laughs) Well, not quite that soon, but yeah, basically, you know, they're saying based on, it's not just that, um, they they do have some precedence, right? And it's basically not just their assumption because the messenger hasn't returned, but they're like, basically, as far as other, I mean, we don't have word back yet, so basing it on the fact of other conflicts is not exactly as that Mab only ever does, you know, what she wants, when she wants, right? So it's kind of funny, you know, he kind of twitches or whatever, right? (laughs) And, uh, what did he say? Is it the first time when they first mentioned that they got in touch or something like that? I don't know, because it says I like, twitched more. I forget where it says he oh, did cause it. Oh, because the
0: Merlin, first First, the Merlin expands that the, the negotiations with Winter with Winter must continue or prevent that the Red Court needs to be
1: neutralized neutra- or, or that they
0: can't make that same alliance. So, so they have to stop that. Right. Stop.
1: Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, they can. Yeah, if they can't get That's where it, Dresden starts getting really can.
0: nervous. He's like, oh, oh shit. shit.
1: Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> so then they're like, um, so oh, yeah, so that's what Ebenezer says. He's like, from winter, and she's like, he hasn't returned. Um, so if she chooses, you know, yeah, what we can tell is if she chooses to, she will do it at her own time and of her own choosing, and yeah, then he starts True. twitching more. So yeah, he's trying not to do the whole nervous, like, rattle his water, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. wars, you know, so then the senior council is getting upset because they're all like, you know, Simon knew them better than anyone, and we don't have him anymore, and the Merlin's like, chill, like, it sucks, but we've got to grow up and deal with this war. Well, also just, yeah, I mean, if they got through him that knew them the best right? to be defended, that's not mm-hmm. saying much for the rest of us, and Yeah, and Martha's all like, like, they've got no reason, to, or yeah, like, the Merlin is like, we've got to, like, whatever, like, at this point, we've just got to try and, like, make peace with the Reds, no matter what they want. And she's like, they're not gonna make peace, they're winning the war, why would they even settle for yeah, a deal? They don't they need want. a they deal. They the the blood and carnage. right? And, and then that's when the Merlin's like, well, actually, they have accepted a deal, actually. That's why we're all here, <laughs> They haven't accepted a deal. They've proposed no, they've, one. No, they've, well, they've accepted to do a deal. Yeah. They've, they have they actually are willing to do a deal, which is why we're case, having yeah. a meeting tonight, which is why we're having a meeting in Chicago tonight, because they actually did accept a deal. They are offering a deal, actually, Martha, actually, actually, uh-huh. actually. <laughs> Dumb Martha. <laughs> yes. Martha, Martha, Martha. The I second
0: part the- of the Merlin's plan is taking form.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's trying to all play it cool. He's like, control your emotions, you know, because yeah, liberty is all like right. she's like, well, yeah, because he says until this conflict can be resolved, or she's like, resolved, I would have she's like finished or whatever, you know, and she's like, ask Simon how much and he's like, yo, chill out. <laughs> and she's like, fuck you.
0: <laughs> Cause it's always a good idea to tell a woman to, to stop being so emotional. Calm
1: down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They totally want to deal with us.
0: <laughs> yeah, so um, the Merlin calls on um, Le Fortier yes. to come speak about this, uh,
1: deal. this... Deal. This proposed deal. Yes, yes this deal. So, and they inform <laughs>
0: that the <they> council <laughs> that Duke Ortega sound familiar? A little bit. Who is now the war leader for the Red Court has drawn up terms for peace and the temporary cessation of hostilities effective that morning which low, Dresden low literally calls bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uses the attack from the from earlier as an example that they, yeah. no they're
1: not. They, they, just, totally they just, just attacked just, me. Yeah, this morning hours ago not like two days ago when you said the shit went down. Right. This is
0: where get super dirty like mm-hmm. oh it's such a digs and dirtiness like so good. leforte just like oh he's
1: brutal yeah
0: first off Laforte suggests that dresden might be lying yeah and essentially states the reds would be excused for their actions for attacking the person who started the war and not only that he continues to state they defended an assault upon their sovereignty wizard you, acting in the role of representative of the count of this council, attacked a noble of their court, damaged her property, and killed members of said noble's household, and her as well. In addition, the records of local newspapers and authorities reveal that during the altercation, several young men and women were also killed, burned up in a fire. I think. Does that sound familiar to you, Wizard Dresden?
1: This dig, dig, dig. dig. yeah, yeah. Well, I know because he's like, yeah. Even if you're not lying, he's like, we can hardly expect perfect control. So it's like, I mean, okay. There's a certain truth to that. I'm sure you've got a lot of people all over, but at the same, you know. But exactly, it's like, well, the few of them didn't listen and killed you. Oops. So oh well, they would have
0: deserved it. But fucker. yeah,
1: and then basically, yeah, it's like that's bad enough. And then, but like, really, can you blame them? And Harry's like, yeah, yeah, like yeah,
0: right. It's funny because even though Bianca died, she still wins because of that. Right? Yeah. This, this right yeah.
1: Like it was so well planned out. Like, mm-hmm. well, there there is that. It's still, yeah, she doesn't get to reap any of the benefits, but she still gets to see, yeah, them go to war with the council and mm-hmm. take out a bunch of them. And again, if if this works, there's Dresden Goddard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't want to be taken out with him, but. So yeah, so then there's, exactly with the potential of the kids, you know, because even Harry is saying is like, we don't really know for sure, like, nothing could specifically be pinned on me, because we don't know how many of them were actually dead before or not, or, you know, so I mean, I think he is kind of lucky in some ways there that it didn't become bigger deal more immediately with the council, because again, given everything he said about it so far, and, you know, what we know of him and Justin, I'm like, well, you supposedly killed Justin in self-defense, and that wasn't necessarily enough here you torched the the property or whatever based on your girlfriend getting, you know, she hadn't even been bitten or turned or anything at that point yet, and you still let loose. And again, you think that, you know, from the sounds of it, they don't really take the maybes too much into effect. So, you know, it's surprising somebody didn't literally show up on his doorstep the next day to chop his head off because maybe he, you know what I mean? Right, uh, and, and I
0: Duke Ortega has, has observed all of the behavior every single way that Dresden has fucked up
1: well, and, yeah, and reported that's, this. Well, that's true. He was there to be, right? So, you know, I mean, is it really that they're being that lenient that they're like, well, nobody can prove those bodies were, you know? Because I'm like, otherwise, I'm like, that was always something that did surprise me a little bit. I was like, sounds like they would have been there right away trying to, you know, call you up on that and be like, well, we can't say for certain, but, you know... Better safe than sorry. So we're just gonna execute you now, okay, Dresden? You know, but I'm like, I don't know. He got away with that so far. That,
0: that last <laughs> statement there, where he's talking about the people killed in the fire, it just reminds me of a court scene where where the the, the lawyer knows that he's not supposed to say something, but says it to affect the jury. And they're like, yeah. objection.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, well. Strike it from the record. My bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Done. Yeah. Exactly. Damage right? is done. So. Yeah. Right. It's like I think that's what happened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, Objection, um, speculation. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you know, as angry as Harry gets, and blah blah blah, he contains himself long enough to be like, okay, well, what do they want then? <laughs> right. Yeah. And this is the other thing, is Harry finds himself because yeah, they're going on about this, and he, you know, he, ex- you know, he's like again, blah 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 about the victims, and he's like, I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a willing murderer. And then he's like, to my surprise, I found myself gathering in magic. It's like. Yeah, not really what you want to be doing right now, right, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, Ebenezer was like, oh, you have a reputation as a hothead. I'm like, you are like, going to get yourself killed here. On so. the bright side, there's like, it's, it's impossible for like the lights to flicker or the air conditioner to go on the fritz right That's now. That's so true. give him away. That's <laughs> However, like I said, though, he could sense everybody's aura just yeah, walking yeah, through yeah. the room. So I'm like, you're going to see, all, especially these people sitting next to him aren't going to start noticing. That, I, I mean, like again, to think, Harry says, he's a big brute. <laughs> I like to think, though, Harry or not, they're all just kind of used to, like, young wizards always doing that. Like, they're just used to them always being, like, <gasps> and then they're, like, okay, they all chill out eventually, you know? Like, yeah, you see, like, a little, like, little puppy that always just starts to, like, bite and nibble at your exactly. fingers, and everyone's, like, oh, hell, yeah. unfortunately, Harry's no longer viewed as the puppy anymore. I know, so. but still, like, I just think yeah. it's got to be, like, a common thing in the wizarding world, where, like, every 20-something always is constantly being, like, <laughs> huffing and puffing and, like, and then they get themselves, where, like, Nailed. all the seniors are just, like, ah, it's. Posturing yeah. and strutting, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say they definitely notice because Ebenezer catches his eyes, and it's like, dude. That's just Ebenezer, though. He yeah, knows he's Harry. up on the stage. He just he knows Harry.
0: Mm. So LaFortier suggests the council stands in the wrong, and accepts the Red Council's terms for peace. And of course Dresden demands to know the terms, to which. Fortier replies that they want justice and.
1: Yeah, well, he tries to come up with a snotty response first, right? Like, would a pint of blood from us, you know? He's like, rights to hunt freely. It's like, yeah, no, Harry.
0: LaFortier <laughs> replies that they want justice and that they want Dresden. This concludes our episode 9.4, a game of tactics. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and mcannellis.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive, and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling, conjured by it at your own risk.